This is Buy-In, a valuation podcast from Horn Healthcare. What are the main value drivers of telemedicine post-pandemic? What are the major legal concerns around telemedicine? Hello, I'm Rudd Blumentritt from Horn Healthcare. And today on Buy-In, our guest is healthcare attorney Julian Rivera, a partner at Hush Blackwell in Austin, Texas. We are diving right in with Julian Rivera, where we left off in part one. If you missed part one, go back to the episode list and listen to our discussion. A lot of what we see out there, particularly as it relates to Stark, aren't really what I would call the badges of of fraud. You know, they're not the lying, stealing, cheating. A lot of this is sometimes Mm -hmm. inadvertent. And Mm -hmm. as we, you know, rapidly moved into, um, you know, the, the, the preparing and dealing with, you know, COVID and these arrangements were put in place, they're protected by the waivers. Um, what do you see as the concerns there as, you know, the public health emergency ends and these deals that are set in place may need to be revised, rescinded? Um, mm-hmm. And what is the concern there? Well, I think that you, you have to start from the top where, where we're spending the most of our time is helping hospitals, health systems, and physician groups and pharmacies and, and the rest deal with what the government loans and grants are. And I mean, okay, so you gave me this money, but what are the, what are the terms? Oh, you're going to change it tomorrow. Okay, you're going to change it the next day. Right, and literally that that has been such a difficult, distracting thing for these these providers to pay attention to, and that's that's in addition to the massive change in their uh, in the economics of their of their you know their P and Ls. Right. So we we're now going back to elective surgery in general. We've gone back to elective surgery. But we're now seeing spikes. Phoenix is an example. Uh, Salt Lake City is another example where we had the potential. I mean, I saw this morning that Phoenix is at 80% uh, ICU bed capacity. Right. Well, if that continues, they're going to have to come up with some solution to manage the ICU beds, which means you're going to manage the OR beds, which means you're going to utilize telemedicine more. I mean, it, it all kind of folds out, but you can't get to any one answer without understanding what the basic economics are going to be. You know, a, 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 a payer friend of mine said, we're more than happy to pay for this stuff if the, if the providers will take more risk. If you think it's such a better technology and it's, it's, such a, it's going to reduce cost and efficiency and get to patient care, well, then show that to us, which I think is kind of – uh, frankly, I think it is uh, really short-sighted because really you can't figure it out. <laughs> and, and the reason right. why we as providers aren't figuring it out is because you're, you're running the numbers in this game. We're not, we're, we're just, you know, we, we try to get as much power as we can, but providers don't feel empowered to have, to do the analysis and to engage with payers in a way that's constructive because both sides are afraid of each other. Because everyone is dependent on past data and right. 
to, to predict the business future. So how can you expect anyone in the ecosystem to feel comfortable innovating at this point? That's what, that's the thing that troubles me the most. So when I'm looking at what, what my clients are bringing to me in terms of telemedicine, interesting is much less what they were coming to me for uh, before the, the pandemic. What they were coming for me before was, do you have to have a license in every state? They were coming to me for, you got to be kidding. We can't prescribe controlled substances to psychiatric patients uh, at home. Um, you, you can't, it, was, it was these kinds of just black and white regulatory stuff. And how do we implement it? How, how, how does this work? Now, the questions are not so much telemedicine specific, but system specific. Right finance, how do we manage this? And here's the, the critical thing that I've been spending time with, and that is how do we take the murky place that we're in, in terms of guidance on what regulation is, and have a compliance program that goes forward? So it, it's the thing of people are coming to attorneys to say, I don't have the answer, the government's not giving me the answer, can you give me the answer? And we're having to, to figure out whether we can give an unqualified answer or if it needs to be a qualified answer. And then we have to, add, we have to advise clients on how to document this threshold decision and how to document compliance going forward and then to reevaluate on a periodic basis, reevaluate the position that you double down on Right. And also reevaluate your compliance plus reevaluate what's new in, in the world. I think that is the new reality of healthcare. I don't think that's going to go away. I think we are on a quarterly uh, management compliance curve because I, I don't think coming out to answer your question, coming out of COVID isn't going to be a clear break. It's right. not going to be a clean right. break. And interesting, just to really tie back to you, when Administrator Verma made that statement last, last week, she, she made clear that paying for it is the real question. Right. So you know, it, was, right. it was great to say this technology is good and it's been great. Thank you for everybody doing what they've been doing. This is great. But know that I, I don't, we don't really have any answers about the money. We're going to take a quick break in our conversation with Julian. We'll be right back. Buy-in is brought to you by Horn Healthcare. For over 60 years and with more than 70 dedicated accounting and advisory professionals, Horn Healthcare is a decidedly different firm. Find us online at hornllp.com. Welcome back to Buy-in. We are diving right in with Julian Rivera. Well, I know, Julian, those are excellent points, and I know we're running low on time, but you touched on a couple of things that I'd like to just tie up before we, before we have to, to, to get off this discussion. Um, and you touched on how, you know, the payers are approaching this, um, and, and you mentioned the physician's part into this. I, I think it's important to talk a little bit about how do you, because physicians are such a key and such an integral part to making this work. How do you engage physicians in this process or how do you advise or let me restructure that a little bit. Um, if you're a health system and you're trying to move forward with telehealth, 
Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, physicians are a big part of that process. How do you bring them to the table and how do you engage physicians in these types of arrangements? Well, the, the, you know, the, 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 the answer that comes to mind is, is you use, you can only use the basic tools of innovation. And that is bringing people together, thinking about using design thinking. It's not a, it's not a, uh, a spreadsheet kind of solution. It is what the, the wonderful thing about technology is that it has sharpened the focus on the value of the provider judgment. That professional judgment, that, that judgment that is licensed, that judgment that is not the judgment of a corporation, it is the judgment of an individual physician, organized collectively into, a, uh, into a, an entity, but it is that judgment. And so we've had to go back and reevaluate, okay, where are we, have, have we established a physician-patient relationship with this patient? And if so, whose relationship was that? Was that the doctor that's taking the telemedicine call? Or is that, is that the doctor who is the primary care physician and is not available? And on this matter that they're calling about, or we're doing the video conference on, is that just a call, on-call service that we're following up on? They had a temperature and now they don't, or they had a temperature and now it's worse? Or is this a totally new thing? So that doesn't just come from trying to figure out how to build the thing and staff the thing. It comes from how do you give the best care there? And no one knows the answer to that except physicians. Right. The problem is that physicians are busy caring for patients. Right. And physicians have only in the last decade really gotten their wind in terms of being administrators and there's been phenomenal work all over the country in making sure that happens because you'll remember 10 years ago before the ACA roughly um, everyone was lamenting the end of the physician practice right the end of of the physician business and now we see physicians really really empowered and the cool the very cool thing is that they they can they're finding efficiencies and now the issue is how do we monetize that how do we honor that and that's not a fee-for-service kind of a thing right so it's an opportunity now to look at value but really the conversation is over risk so how can we come up with ways to to run the system where there's a a an authentic sharing of risk that's not set up to artificially fit some archaic rule. Right. But actually is a business solution that's consistent with the way the the needs of the payer, the needs of the patient and the needs of the provider. And that we're going to have to answer now because we don't have, because we're, we're, we're hamstrung by the old regulations and there's been very little transition into the new and the very cool thing actually is everybody wants to get that because that's the only solution they're going to have for the crisis they're in the middle of where you're talking about payer, provider, patient, and, and everybody else that, 
that serves it to the rest of our society. Those three folks have got to come up with new ways of doing business and it's got to be patient centric. There's no other direction but to be patient centric. And what, what I really love about, about all of this is that folks like you, folks like me, attorneys, evaluators, consultants, it's a real opportunity for us to have conversations like we're having here. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, it, the conversations we used to have were, okay, well, you know, there's this, 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 and we would be running through the algorithms of analysis. And now it's a really thoughtful, okay, dude, what are you doing here? Because I don't know right. what this is. Right. <laughs> so, so where do you see it going? I mean, what, where do you see the, the opportunities um, from, from your perspective? Well, I think, I think um, there are a lot of opportunities and I think, you know, we've, we've, we've hit on some of those already. Um, you know, I think, and, and again, I think it's, it's a shift. It's really a, I think I used the word tectonic shift um, in perception. Um, and, mm -hmm. you know, from where we were pre pandemic to today, um, again, I, you know, I think a, a lot of the perception around it was, yeah, telehealth is great for kind of the hub and spoke model of mm -hmm. the, the tertiary center mm -hmm. reaching out to rural communities um, mm -hmm. for what we would, you know, what I would call the, 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 the gold standard kind of telehealth arrangement, telepsychology, uh, psychiatry, mm -hmm. uh, telecardiology, mm -hmm. et cetera. And really, you know, that's to me is that's been just, you know, we've exploded that model. And I think the, the big overarching change is this perception change as to what is possible. And it really is a paradigm shift. It's maybe even more than a paradigm shift. It's really a, mm -hmm. a, a complete and utter dismantling of the, the prior conceptions and what we saw as possibilities. And it's interesting that it took, you know, a global pandemic. And sometimes I guess that's what it takes to have this gigantic change in perception. Um, so I think the possibilities are endless and I think we're just starting to scratch the surface. It's going to be very interesting to see how the next months and years play out, how Congress will react to this. Um, you know, I think in a lot of ways, consumers will drive um, what happens because, you know, mm -hmm. the, the, the cat's out of the bag. And once, you know, patients get a taste of this, once physicians start to see the value in this, how it, how it betters care, uh, how it Im improves their quality of providing care. Um, mm -hmm. And we're, we're starting to really tackle those quadruple aims that we now have around healthcare. And we're improving outcomes. We're improving patient experience. We're lowering costs. And we're improving clinical experience of those providing the care I think, and we then think beyond the traditional idea of a hub and spoke kind of model, and we look at how can this really transform healthcare? To your point about value, to me, this is going to be a huge part of the value proposition um, mm -hmm. that I don't even think was really on the table in a, an executable way prior to the pandemic. So I think that's where we're going to see a lot of the opportunity. Um, but, uh, and this has been an 
an outstanding conversation. And Julian, I, I thank you so much for, for being willing to uh, share your very unique insights on this and depth of, of knowledge. Uh, I've learned a lot during this discussion, but uh, believe it or not, we've come to the end of our time today and it's been just an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Same to you. This is, it, it's just such a pleasure to be able to, to just kind of step back and be thoughtful about it with somebody that is thoughtful too. So thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. Thank you. And, and thanks to our listeners for tuning in today. Uh, this is Rudd Blumentritt from Horn. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Buy-In, a podcast from Horn Healthcare. Buy-In is produced by Horn LLP. Stay tuned for more episodes coming soon on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. For more about Horn, visit hornllp.com.